This is Glistening Particles, and I'm Jane, your host. I like to hear inspiring stories from people that I barely know and share them with you, and that's what we do here. I never know how it's going to go. I never know what they're going to say, but it's always a good story. Before I introduce you to today's guest, I wanted to remind you that everywhere around you are glistening particles. Those people who are doing amazingly cool things in their everyday life, following their passions, and it infiltrates into how they do their work, how they raise their children, how they have their relationships, all of those things. And if you know anyone like that, or if you yourself are one of those people, I would love it if you'd head out to glisteningparticles.com and click on the Be A Guest link. Would love to have you as part of the show. So with that, let me introduce today's guest. Her name is Arzu. She's from Germany, originally from Turkey, and if I'm correct, traveled quite a bit to Japan. I met Arzu, well, you'll hear about that as you get into the show, but what I can tell you about her is she is a spark. She is just like a glistening particle light everywhere that she is, and everybody that knows her could attest to that. Without further delay, let me introduce you to Arzu. Hi, Arzu, and welcome to the show. Hello, Jane. I'm so happy Thank to you. have you. <laughs> I always wait for the pause, and then I start talking. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Thank you for the invitation. <laughs> You're so welcome. Uh, when when the show was in the incubation stages way back in my mind, um, I always knew that you were one of the people that I really hoped to have a conversation with because... You've been inspiring me uh, pretty much almost daily for the last, what, like two or three, two years, maybe two and a half. And you and I met on Oasis, um, the Entheos site. And I always felt like from the start, we were kindred spirits. You know, there was something so uh, connected for us. Don't you think? Totally. It's absolutely mutual, Jane, Mm -hmm. really. You were also such a huge inspiration for me. It's it's amazing. We were yeah. meant to meet. <laughs> I know, I know. And I can't wait till we actually meet in person. I know that's going to happen at some point here. And and you're in Germany, correct? Yes. And I'm mm-hmm. in the U.S., uh, since, uh, <laughs> the middle of the U.S., Wisconsin. So <laughs> so we're a little bit far apart yet, but we almost we almost had that happen in New York this spring, but it didn't quite pan out. So we'll, I'm sure that date is ahead of us, uh, now hopefully not in the too far distant future. Yeah. So it will happen. I know. I know. I can already feel it. Like I, I'm, mm. I'm thinking it's going to be in Canada. I'm thinking that's what's going to happen. We're just going to have like a rendezvous up there with a few of our friends. And so, um, just to get the listeners on on tap with why we seem like we know each other so well is that we actually, even though we haven't met physically, we have had probably more than a hundred conversations. I would say, um, you, we get on a, a Sunday call, uh, for lack of a better term, we called it a team coach call, but maybe it's a mastermind group. Maybe it's just a group of optimizers and inspirers co- collecting or connecting each week. And we, we don't meet every Sunday, but we go through spurts of every Sunday. And then we sort of like 
summertime especially get away from it but um it's been such a privilege to watch all of our group follow what they're passionate about and we sort of like um get inspiration from each other right absolutely yeah it's been a huge enrichment for my life these these group calls mm -hmm. i always call them like i also have other mastermind groups but this one is my my heart and um spiritual mastermind group that's That's how I think about it. Oh, I like that. We should, we need to give it an official name sometime because team coaching sounds so like substandard to what's really going on on those yeah. calls, you know? So yeah, there's, um, there's uh, five or six of us and we have been doing this for like a year and a half now, I think quite a long time. And it's been, it has, I think for everyone and we've had some people come in and out, but, but the, um, the connection with people who are, who are like-minded, I guess, has been such a phenomenal, um, Uh, impact has such a has such an impact on our lives. I think just being able to have these kind of conversations all the time. Yeah. So, what I really wanted to, what one of my favorite parts of who you are is the way that you've grown your spiritual your spirituality and followed your spiritual path, and really where you're at today. Which is, if you want to talk a little bit about um, how what you did before and what you do now, um, that would be. I think that would be a great way to start. Mm hmm. Um, what I did before was I was in a corporate job and I have been working there for a very long time and it's been a really good job as well. And I really enjoyed working there, but going through all these, um, inspiration, all these input that I had on the Oasis through our heart mastermind groups, <laughs> <laughs> group calls, I... I noticed the signs that it was necessary for me to move on. Mm -hmm. And I did that and um, I did it in a way that I gave myself a little bit of an introvert sabbatical. That's how I call it. <laughs> because, <laughs> because like when I, when I say sabbatical, everybody was like, oh, where are you going? And are you going to travel the world? And what are you going to do? Uh -huh. And I was like, <laughs> but I was already traveling so much for my job. So... Mm -hmm. I thought about like, would it really make me happy to go and travel at this point in my life? And like, if I had traveled, it would have been for others. It would not have been for myself. Mm -hmm. It would have been for the story to tell others, like how cool it is, etc. But like listening to my heart, I knew I wanted to be home and centered and to regather myself and to like really center myself. So I called it the introvert sabbatical, <laughs> that's, that's like a really, spiritual that's sabbatical. That's a really great name. And I, I think what's really, I mean, what I love about that is you really chose you ahead of everything else. Like what you, you knew what you wanted, what you needed to find your next step and took the time to do that. You know, we've, I've talked to a couple of other people over the weeks here as we built this, these stories. And one of them had got that, you know, take a break and go inside by having spending a little time in jail that was you know that was probably not the first choice but that it did what he needed the universe gave him that gift basically uh and mm. someone i talked with just earlier had a um a really crazy temporary illness that came up that you know put her in like couldn't do her work for about six months and so she said it was the greatest gift and i think that yeah. that like there are ways that that happened but look at you you chose it that's the way to do it <laughs> if we had if we can <laughs> that's probably the best way to do it 
seriously, if I hadn't chosen it, something like that would have happened to me probably. Oh, like a, right, right. A, a forced stop down, something right. like that. Yeah. So how, was, how long ago did they, did you start hearing that voice, that inner voice, want, you know, knowing you wanted something different or more? Um, it had been in me for a long time, but mm -hmm. it got really stronger and stronger, like about half a year before I quit my job. Like the first ideas started coming up and then like towards the end, it got clearer and clearer. The messages got clearer and clearer. So I couldn't really ignore them. Mm -hmm. And it felt, it felt so right. Like I was scared like hell, but, uh -huh. <laughs> but at the I was like, oh my God, you have a good job. Why do you even think about stopping it? Right. And, but like towards the end, it was so like, it was such a deep knowing this is the right timing. This is the right thing to do. You like, you really have to do it. Like there's no choice. Like you, you want to do it. I think that's really the key thing I've been hearing more and more from people is um, you get to the point where you have no other choice. Like, um, I, and I've had that moment in, in my life myself where like, not doing this thing will mean almost giving up. Yeah. You know, like, like, like I won't have that, like I wouldn't have the chance again. Like it would pass me mm -hmm. by. And it's not necessarily the specific thing. It's just that my, like my inner voice would just be like, you know what? <laughs> I've done everything I can. You're just going to have to finish this one out yourself. <laughs> kind of like that. <laughs> and, and that's the scare. That to me is the scariest thing is to stop hearing it. Like if I didn't have that. Um, yeah. Do you find that like, like when you were, was there a point earlier in your life where you had some of the same kind of um, interest in spiritual growth and a different path or, or was this really new for you at this stage in your life? Um, not like, yeah, it was probably the first, like before that I was very interested in psychology and mm -hmm. like, like philosophy and stuff, but the spiritual thing came with oasis, I would say, mm. like the, re the real interest in it. And to see it's really normal, like before that, it, was, it felt a little bit, it felt a little bit woohoo. Exactly. Exactly. I know that feeling exactly of people, you don't really know who to talk to about it because everybody thinks you're a little bit crazy, which I still go by, I stand by my claim that um, I kind of like there's people who are crazy in the best possible way. And I, I like those kind of people. So yeah. <laughs> crazy isn't necessarily a bad thing. So, yeah. so, um, so you had a corporate job, you left it in the best possible way. And I remember when you did that, oh my gosh, it was so fun to watch because you really did like you honored it all and you, you know, sent the best intentions to everybody and, and cleared all the, the, the cords and the karmic, any karmic debris and everything, like you laid out this path of the best possible situation of leaving and, that was really admirable. In fact, I think that right there is a little mini course that you could create for people if you want to sort of jot that one down for your future, because I think there's going to be more and more people wanting to take this sabbatic, this inter, this introvert sabbatical that you call it, and maybe don't know how. And I think you did it in really the most beautiful way. Thank you. Can you, do you feel like sharing um, a little bit of some of the, the techniques, the things that you did, like, or is that just too personal? Otherwise we can move ahead, but there were some things that you did that were so cool. Um, I can, I can share some of them. Yes. Okay. Um, like my, my intention was 
because I have been at this job for such a long time, it felt like a family kind of like we've grown mm-hmm. like good times, bad times, but it was like, really, they were like a family to me over all these years. And, mm-hmm. um, it was very interest, um, important to me that I leave like on the best possible terms, that there's no hard feelings on, on either side, but it's really like that we can hug each other at the end, like with everybody and say, Hey, mm-hmm. it was great. And now I like, let's keep in touch kind of thing. So I wanted to bring that energy to, to the whole situation. So I did like everything I had learned on the Oasis, like through you guys, mm-hmm. through reading all these spiritual texts. Like I, I brought everything that I had learned. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> almost like your arsenal. This. I think you brought like your, it was almost like an arsenal of like the best way to energetically clear or create the experience that you were looking for. It wasn't just like, I've got a couple tools. You had the arsenal. <laughs> like anything that could fit. I just supplied right. it. Kind of right. thing, like really. <laughs> and the ideas just kept coming, just kept coming. Like, um, I started with like, like gratitude mm-hmm. every day. I would go, like when I came to the company, I would like every moment I could stop, I would like find something to be grateful about for that moment at my job, like for my bosses, for the owners of the company, for my coworkers, customers. Then, um, I would use a lot of Ho'oponopono mm-hmm. and, um, I used it also like as a kind of, a like a goodbye, like, um, to, to cut the cords with certain situations mm-hmm. with, with memories. And I, used to go from room to room when nobody was there <laughs> and like be in that room and, and remember all everything that happened there, like good things, bad things. And then just send like good, good intentions and good vibes to anything that had happened there. Mm. And like to clean the energy with Ho'oponopono, like being grateful for everything mm. and thanking everybody and, so these were like a couple of things that I did. I, I did a lot of visualization of mm-hmm. how I would like announce it, how I would talk to my boss and what would be the best possible outcome. So, and, and did, it, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> sorry. And it basically happened like almost hundred percent as I visualized it. <laughs> if, if not, if not even better. So it was like right. really amazing. Yeah. That's that. I mean, it is, it was like such a beautiful example to watch because I mean, that's what I was going to say. What you're talking about is like manifesting or visual or visualization and creating the intention of what you want. And, you know, I think a lot of times people will, they'll spend the time doing the visualization, but they won't do all of that energetic, like intention of gratitude and, and good, good intentions like you did over time so that when you got to that moment, it all was aligned for you. I mean, you are the master of manifesting things. I don't think I know anyone that can do it with the precision that you do. Um, so that was really, it was really a good experience. And I'm not kidding about how that would be a great article to write, to share with people because no, it's, it's hard to you. know how to do that. And it, you did it with, it was very methodical because you are, you're an engineer, right? By trade. Um, I, I was working a lot with engineers, but uh-huh. actually I'm not. <laughs> oh, what is your, what is your, what is your, uh, field? Like your, what, you, um, what did you do? I, I studied languages, but I okay. was basically working in sales, okay. but it was very, like very technical sales. Okay. So. Gotcha. Okay. You always uh, sound like an engineer so. <laughs> <laughs> because you're so methodical about things, which I love. Um, 
So let's see here. So you, you, that was how you cleared, how you moved through that change. And then what was, what did you, how did you, um, go about doing your introvert sabbatical? What things have you done since you've been off? Uh, it was really a good time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always saying like, oh, like I, I will remember this time, like when I'm old. And like, oh, how many how many months have you been off? Like, how many months have you been off now? Uh, no, I think it should be six months now. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, so uh, I, yeah, what have you been doing with yourself? So I did a lot of like meditation and going to walks in the forest, like really extensive walks in the forest. And like the universe arranged that I had a new friend that I got to know Uh just shortly before my sabbatical in yoga class. Uh And she was available as well because she was a housewife. Mm -hmm. So we would go like once a week, we would go for long walks in the forest and discuss spiritual topics because she was also, or she is also interested in spiritual topics. Mm -hmm. So I would do yoga. I would spend a lot of time with my mom. Uh-huh. And she had just moved here last year after she had been sick. Mm-hmm. And so I spent a lot of time with her as well. And I was writing my blog and reading, sleeping, uh, <laughs> doing yoga. So basically filling <laughs> up, filling up the bucket in a big way. Yeah. Now, um, tell me a little bit. So tell me a little bit about your blog. What is it about? Um, the blog is about my journey. Mm. And um, I started writing it like um, over a year ago. Mm-hmm. And it was very interesting how it came together because I was not really intending to write a blog. And so <laughs> <laughs> I know how that is. I get that. <laughs> so it, it, it just started like. Um, I was like looking into translating, like, because I was seeing that there were so many good things like for free on the internet, Mm -hmm. all these spiritual texts and like inspirational stuff and so many good things on YouTube. But like, um, you had to speak English to have access to all these things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking like, oh, other languages should have access to that too. And like, what if somebody speaks Turkish and wants access to these things, like Mm -hmm. they should have much broader coverage. And that's why I thought like, oh, maybe I should translate some stuff. So this is how everything started. (laughs) (laughs) And when was this about, when was this like last year? Um, the year before that, I think like end of 2014, maybe. Okay. So I started translating and then I quickly noticed translating isn't fun. So (laughs) that's the way it happens. Let's try that. That's the way it happens. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, but, but the good thing about it was, I think it was all the setup from the universe, really. Like looking back, I think it was all the setup because, uh, because like by translating, I was like getting all the vocabulary that I needed to write the blog. Oh, right. Right. So I had like all this vocabulary that I looked up and at the beginning I had to look up a lot Mm -hmm. and so I had that available now. And then I thought like, oh, why not write a blog? And then I thought, which language should I write the blog? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and it's like I was guided to write it in Turkish, uh-huh. which doesn't really come so. I mean, it is my native language. I, it's the language I grew up with, but mm-hmm. still like it's I don't use it as much as the other languages. Okay. Do you do you know, do you so, write in it very often, other than your blog? Um, 
Mm, not so much. Lately, a bit more now, like uh -huh. with my cousins and so on. So we so we write quite a okay. bit. Yeah. So so how how's that going? I mean, is it is it being well received? I think we talked about it's really bubbling up on some um, Google searches out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. So it's... have you? So like. Wait, I wanted to back up. I'm going to back back us way up for just a minute because I don't I don't think I asked this early on. Like, have you always had this sort of inspiration to follow to follow your voice? Like, have you as a child were you like like what was that part of you? What was writing part of you as a child? Like, what are some of the things you're doing now that you love? Were those part of you when you were younger? Um, I did not listen to the voice mainly because i was totally disconnected from the voice growing up okay so why do you think so, that is do you, do you i mean do you have a feeling for why that would be or if you feel like sharing it um i always feel like when i'm talking with you we get so deep because i know so many of your stories <laughs> so if i'm going too far just go you know what let's skip to the next question jane could you just stay where we're supposed to start <laughs> anything wrong it's just that it's personal no. yeah yeah so yeah um actually i think it was because um so if any young people out there are listening and you don't hear the voice or you, you can't connect with like with your real self then just like be sure to know that you can learn it mm -hmm. that's what i would like to say um i think it was because i was so like my the way i grew up was very um, how do I say it? Like I, I grew up like partly in Ger uh, in Turkey, then mm -hmm. moved over here to Germany. I couldn't speak German, so mm -hmm. that was quite traumatizing at school. And I had to learn the language, and then we moved again, etc. So it was there was a lot of movement. There was a lot of um, was there like fear coming. or like fear or uncertainty? Or yes, uncertainty. Not the feeling of not belonging. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And. Um, so I was also sent back to Turkey alone to live with my, um, grandmother. So there was a lot of like separation, mm. loneliness and so on. So I was like the pleaser. Mm. So I grew up as a pleaser and as a pleaser, you don't hear so much what you want, but what other people want from you. Oh, right. And that's how you learn not to listen to yourself anymore. Mm -hmm. So I had to, I had to relearn it. And it was really fun to relearn it because it's like <laughs> listening to this voice is so cool and so much fun. It's so, it's know, so right all the time. Self-discovery. I mean, when you find your own voice, it's almost like everything else is better. Everything. In fact, what you just said about um, being a pleaser, and I think that that's really common, especially, I hope it's okay with, with people with me saying this, but I think it's especially common with women. We're, yeah. we're taught to be that way. And what I've learned is, I can be a much better pleaser now that I put myself and my needs first because what I'm giving to people is so much richer. You know, if it's like friendship or, or creating things or being their person or whatever it is, um, because I come in so much more whole, uh, they get way much more from me. So we don't, we're not taught that though. <laughs> we're taught to yeah. put ourselves second or third or eight or eighth or whatever the case may be. And once we start really like filling ourselves up, we can give so much more and be a pleaser in a whole different way, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So um, what else? Do you have any other advice that you would give young people? This is a good little, let's go down this little lane for a little bit. Um, 
So once they, how do they find their voice? If they don't know how to do that, what's the best way to start doing that? I think for, I think it's going in nature, especially alone. Don't you think? Oh, totally. Yes. Like going into nature was, was big for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just like, especially for people who love like beautiful things, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like going into nature is just like so overwhelming. It's so awesome. It's so awe inspiring. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, I think more kid, more youth are getting, are, are appreciating in more ways. I remember when I was younger, I like didn't want to go in nature at all. I didn't want to get bugs on me. I didn't like, I didn't like being hot, all these different things. <laughs> and so, um, I eventually now, you know, I, I mean, that's my favorite place to be. If I can be outside, it's the best thing ever. And so, yeah, just really getting out there, we can hear so differently. We can, and everything is just fascinating. I mean, from yeah. like, the giant trees to the like banana slugs on the ground. I mean, it's just fascinating. So yeah, nature is a big one. Mm. So I remember, go ahead. Sorry. I remember the photos that you had posted once like with these (laughs) um, macro of, of the flowers and so on. They were so beautiful, Jane. I know it's, it's just like being out there. And it's a, it's a wonder, especially if you can move around and see different parts of the world or different places because it gets, it gets more and more fascinating because everything's so different. So now that you're, you know, you've left your job, you're, which is a big step, big, scary step, but you did it and you're thriving. And now, um, you're looking for some different line of work at this point to do some of the work. And then what is it that's really lighting you up right now? Like, what do you just go, Oh, I want to do that. I can't wait to do that. Whether it's work or personal, what's the big thing right now? At the moment, like work-wise, I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting to work back again. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so good to have this break and like to to make a cut with, with what was before, like in a nice way, and mm-hmm. then like r- gather energy. And now I'm really motivated to get back <laughs> and be with people again and like bring my energy back there. Mm-hmm. And also now, like towards the end, I'm getting again more motivation to write more again in my blog. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a lot of fun at the moment. And you've kind of followed a few different curiosities over the past months, like um, feng shui, uh, yoga. I mean, you came to the United States to go to a yoga retreat, right? Yeah. So what were some of the things that you like some of the tools that you collected from those experiences? Oh, Feng Shui was, I mean, I was always very interested in Feng Shui, but I never really took the time um, to pursue it. Mm-hmm. So like taking this course was, was a great experience. It was an internet course. Mm-hmm. And, and my, like our whole flat has basically like shifted and changed. And <laughs> so, <laughs> and the whole energy here is like, oh, getting cleaner and nicer and pure and I just love the changes that we made because of the Feng Shui. I'm just a little bit worried if I declutter any more, like we will be <laughs> sitting on the ground if I go on like this. <laughs> so. I know that feeling. I think I went there this summer. <laughs> and I think the other thing I get to like, I'm like, wait, can I move this thing? Is it going to cause something, <laughs> something bad? I always kind of step back and go, hmm, I don't know about this. Like right now, I'm really obsessed with the color orange and I think that's been like this since the fall remember that and I put orange curtains in my uh, office 
to offset the amount of like water color things coming in or, you know, water symbolic things. And now I was thinking of painting it orange, my office and my, it's where I do my studio in my office. And I'm like, yeah, it would be so stunning to be bright orange. But then I, I started reading into it and it's like the worst possible, one of the worst colors for oh. your, where you work, because apparently it is, it's just too, too hot, too fire intensive. So I think I have to find a different way to work orange into here, but it's, it's really fun talking about those things and playing with them. It's almost like everything that you've been doing has really been like play. Yeah. Feels very much so. Yeah. Thank you. And like we were going to paint the one of the walls in the living room. Mm-hmm. We were going to paint blue. And I'm so happy that my boyfriend, like he just lets me do the stuff. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> it's just like, whatever. If you believe it, then just do it. <laughs> so I was like, okay, which wall can we do? Like the water uh-huh. element. Is this really cool on this wall? <laughs> And it turned out to be the right wall for the blue, so I'm very happy with it. It's <laughs> very good. <laughs> oh, and so did you? That—that's the thing, like the playing of it, and and I, it's nice to have that freedom that someone lets you go. Yeah, just go do that. Do whatever you want. But yeah. But again, you are like this. You are the high, high, uh, high on the successful manifestation. Like I think sometimes you've manifested things like you wanted, what was it like a scone or something like that, or you wanted a special coffee and they just appear for before you, you know, Yeah. The, I don't know how you do that. I think that would be another great thing for you to write about and teach on your blog because people need to know how to do that. I don't know how, like the piano, remember the piano? Oh, that was crazy. Yeah. Did you have, okay. Tell the, can you, would you tell the piano story? Cause that's one of my favorites. <laughs> oh my god I was thinking about like um playing the piano for like years since I was a little child I was like oh my god I wish I could play the piano and that was always in the back of my mind and it got stronger and stronger like the more I, I listened to this voice in me mm-hmm. it kept calling me and calling me and I wasn't really acting on it and then one day we were sitting in the office and I mentioned like to the group um oh I would love to play the piano and then like my my former boss was like, oh, um, I have one to give away, like if you want to have it. <laughs> because he was moving to the United States for his job and he didn't want to carry the piano with him. Oh, like it was too heavy right. and, like, and he wanted to get rid of it, basically. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> okay, <laughs> let me look into that. And then like um, another colleague, I didn't even know it, but she said like, oh, I used to be a piano teacher. Like, um, <laughs> like we can't like we can talk about it if you liked it. I was like, okay. Wow. <laughs> so it was like, I was presented with the piano and the piano lessons at once. And it was so cool. So that was like, if I needed any more sign that I needed to play the piano, that, that was basically it. <laughs> right. So this is the big question though. Did you, did you take the piano and the lessons? <laughs> And no, it, I didn't. Okay. Yeah. And that, and that's, I want to bring that up too, because that happens to me a lot where I think I want this thing. And then when it's right in front of me, I don't take it. I don't go through the door. And yeah. someone, someone was talking to me about that and saying like, really, you said, I want ABC, ABC showed up at your door, which is like literally happened, like literally happened last year. <laughs> I want to do this thing uh, this way at this time. And the offer was sitting in front of me, but I didn't take it. And the thing, the thing is that sometimes when we're like, I'm learning to really be a lot more clear on what I want, because yep, I actually, I do want to learn to play piano and I do want to learn to play drums and I want to learn how to oil paint. And I, I mean, I have like, those are just like three of the 7,000 things on my list right now. Yeah. But 
when they show up, like we have to be really clear because if we bring those things to us, they're going to show up. But are they really what we want at the time? And it turned out that that particular thing wasn't right for me at the time. So it's made me be a lot more clear about what I'm manifesting. Like when I really like one of my favorite things to do, and I wonder if you do this too, is to every so often, maybe every six months, write out like a long paragraph of the desired life that I want. Like, what does it look like? Like, um, right now it's that I would like to live in Northern California in a house that, um, is not too far from the sea, like not more than a half an hour from the sea and that I can, um, work from home and spend days walking in the woods and can travel around the world at, at least as, as much as I want to. And, you know, I mean, it goes on and on and on. It's very specific, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm pretty certain that I've gotten that honed so tightly that when that does show up, I will not be saying no to it. <laughs> but, but if I had said vaguely, I want to live somewhere by the ocean and work from home, right? That could show up in so many different ways. Yeah. That's why it's really important to be so precise about what you want and where you want it. And and uh, I think the fun of it is really visualizing it and seeing it. And then it starts coming. So. You also are a great manifesto, Jane. Like, I, I have also been watching you, like, the last few years. It's amazing. It's I think like it's really more fun. of a trip and fall kind of thing, but let's call it that if we want to. <laughs> I always say I'm just super lucky, you know, but I will say this. Like, I call it lucky because it, it's amazing. I feel exceptionally lucky all the time. Like, even for the podcast, we were talking about it beforehand. Someone is writing a song for it that I that I met on Oasis. He's writing music specifically for this. Someone else gave me the art. Someone else is helping me with the audio. It's like all these people are showing up because I want to bring this to the world. And how lucky is that? But truth be told, I've been imagining this this situation for probably months. You know, so I don't I don't call it manifesting. I call it luck. But I think I've been doing that since I was a little kid. You know, I was really good at daydreaming and really good at visualizing, and and really seeing what I really wanted. I wasn't as good at, um, at knowing what I wanted then, but I could definitely make it happen, you know? Yeah. So people well, should really pay attention to that. And I, there, I think daydreaming is actually a healthy practice. Do you, do you think so? Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. I, I love daydreaming really. <laughs> it, and actually like what I love about it is it sort of can change my energy, you know? Like, let's say something like um, something feels really hard, like something is there's a conflict or something like that. I'm not I'm not really good with conflict. That's a well-known fact. And if I can't solve it at the moment, but I can get in my head for a little bit and like either visualize that being successful or just visualize something else completely different in the la la land of my head that sounds, <laughs> sounds really happy at the time, it shifts my energy. But then when I go back to the conflict, I bring a different energy to it, you know? Yeah. And that's what, that's what I want people like, I wish, like, I mean, I have to, I have to keep learning it myself, but don't you think that that creates such a change in our lives and how we, how our lives go? Absolutely. Mm. I mean, cause we've talked about that a lot. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I used to like, and like in the past I was like the, the worst case scenario person. Mm-hmm. And like when I was daydreaming, there was like a lot of loops of like, Oh, and this could happen and this, but like, like through all these practices, it has changed so much. Now it's like almost always like, like happy scenarios, like right. <laughs> nice scenarios, like, right. like as you were saying, like, yeah. So we talk about curiosities a lot, you and I, and 
like when we were curious about feng shui, which I still am curious about. In fact, it, it, there's part of me so much that wants to invite a professional feng shui expert to come in and tell me all the things. Because I, I, I think we've talked about this. My house yeah. is um, designed for the perfect example of how not to design for feng shui. My, the way it's the actual architecture of it, it's like the worst <laughs> possible layout to um, have good feng shui. So it takes a lot of uh, effort to actually turn that around. But um, right now, what is something that you're curious about that's sort of outside of your normal range of curiosities that you're sort of hearing the voice to go look into more and learn more about? And it doesn't have to be a work thing. It could be anything, just like for fun or whatever. Um, lately, like I was looking into aura seeing lately because oh, I, I like find that. it so interesting. <laughs> Tell me more. Tell me what that's about. Um, like I, I heard about this course mm -hmm. and it was a free course on the internet, like for a limited time. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, I have a friend who can, who, who says he can see auras and I always found it very fascinating and and if you like believe that everything is really vibration like even like matter as we can touch it is also vibration mm -hmm. then why not should there be an aura like really so i got really interested in it and i took the course and i can't say that i'm really seeing auras <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> but like all i can see is like my own hands aura okay but I, I probably need to train my, my eyes more for that and my mind more for that. But it's so exciting. Like sometimes you see me in the forest, like like staring at the tree and trying to see the aura and people <laughs> passing and then looking, what sh is she looking at? <laughs> so because of the course, they said, like especially like trees, they have a very beautiful aura. And so okay, I'm, I'm I need training. To learn this. I need to learn this. Tell me how you do it. What's the trick? What's the, can you boil it down to like, uh, three minutes or <laughs> well, we, we have more time than that but but like what how how did you go from not seeing them to seeing them how do they teach you that um they teach like special techniques okay, to see okay. and to um to look at things and like if you look at a specific object mm -hmm. um and you want to see the aura of it then um you don't like focus your eyes on the object but you look at it widely like you keep your eyesight very wide okay and look at it from there like you look at it but at the same uh, at the same time you can see like light and left right everything around you so it's a very wide view mm -hmm. and then you you soften your your view I'm practicing and then while you're doing it i'm trying to see if i can see the aura of my coffee cup oh <laughs> <laughs> would my coffee cup have an aura maybe i should start with that it should um, right every, everything okay. yeah okay mm -hmm. Maybe harder to see, though, because it is pretty solid. But go on, continue. So I'm looking really wide, and my coffee cup is in the center, and then I soften. How do I do that? Um, um, so you, you look with these, like you don't stare at the object, but you look at it in a, in a wide manner. Right. And then, like they had like um, several like sheets of paper, which uh -huh. you printed out, and then like focused your eyes in specific ways, like focusing uh -huh. in and out and, and so on. So there were some techniques in that, and of course some meditations, like to to ease into it. And like at at the beginning, you see a white, like it's not a shadow, but it's like a white shadow around around the object. Uh -huh. And then and then with time, 
color is added up to that. But the only mm. thing I can see is like my own hands aura and it's um, a light, light, light blue, light green Ooh. mix thing. <laughs> so, mm. and it's exactly the color that my friend says that I have as an aura. So I want to believe I can see my own aura, but <laughs> I believe you are too. I believe. Yeah. You. Okay. <laughs> it's so fun. So, <laughs> so wait, 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 what does blue, light blue slash green mean? What is that? What do they equate that to that kind of aura? Um, in the course, they didn't teach that far, oh. so it was very introductory. <laughs> and I looked up in in other sources, but uh -huh. basically there seemed to be like several explanations for that. So uh -huh. I'm 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 not sure what it is, but it's a very beautiful color, and like it's my favorite colors. So oh. I think that's fine then <laughs> for me. <laughs> it's um, like whatever that, it means. That happens to be just so we're clear. Um, synchronicities here, the color of my coffee cup. Just so you know, so. Oh, wow. Not its aura. I am not sure that I'm seeing its aura or if my contacts are getting dry at this point, but <laughs> but it is the color. It is like a light bluish green. Oh, I love that color. Oh, me, nice. me too. Me too. It's one of, it's really my favorite color, actually. So and um, I think I think that's the throat chakra color, isn't it? If we look at chakras. I think it um, is. That blue that's... green. Maybe not that light, but yeah, that's so. That's seeing good one. auras yeah. is what you're passionate about now. So, are you going to continue studying that? Um, yes, I think so. Yeah, I will not like every now and then. I will not totally focus on it, but I will like I will keep practicing whenever I can. Okay, just so, just for the fun of it. <laughs> right, right. In fact, I want to when I go to California next um, next month. I want to go to the redwoods and hopefully master the idea oh. of seeing a redwood tree's aura. That's going to be my goal. Because oh, nice. my other goal, by the way, while I was there, I can't do, which was to, um, I wanted to camp on the beach, like camp, mm. like, like camp out overnight, which I'm, I'm not a camper. If we all know, want to be honest, I've never, I've only had two camping experiences and neither of them would be considered positive. And so, um, <laughs> but I want to transition myself into that. And well, so I wanted to camp on the beach and I'm like, oh, it has to be a full moon and there's no full moon while I'm there. So I might have to go back again. But seeing the aura of a redwood would be a pretty good second runner-up, I think. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so I'd love to hear some stories about when you travel, because you've traveled quite a bit, right? You've been to the U.S., I know, more than once. I'm not sure how many times. And Japan and a lot of places. So um, tell me a little bit about your travels. Like, what's your favorite place? What are your, some of your favorite places? Mm, favorite places? Um, like every place has, has some nice things about them. Mm, so very diplomatic. Yeah. Like either it's the food or like that country has a great breakfast. The other one, like great food in general. The other one, like really nice scenery. All the, the, the languages are sometimes very nice. Mm. And so it's like a combination of all. Okay. So, so I, no I favorites. You cannot mean. say like which one I love the most. Like, like all are very interesting. Like okay. I, I, I'm just very interested in, in in cultures and in like in in diving into different cultures. That's that's always been very fascinating to me. So you and you also speak how like how many languages do you speak? Three, four, five. Um, four languages. Oh, I can't even fathom that. I'm still mastering English before I can move on to try to learn Italian. So we have to <laughs> have to work on that a little bit. Italian is so nice. I yeah. know. That's that's actually my next 
That's on my list. It's on my list of 7,000 things. Um, so, okay. So you're getting a job, you're writing your blog, um, and you're, you're staying, you're staying, you're not relocating or anything, right? You're staying where you are. Um, I'm, I'm planning to stay where I am. Yes. Okay. Um, what's the next big thing? Um, I will, I'm really curious about that myself. Ah. So, (laughs) um, I'm sure there will be guidance for, for the next big thing. Are there any like, um, whispers um not as of like maybe like small ones which mm-hmm. i can't really hear yet okay fully but i'm sure something really nice will come up again as it did before I bet. so so i will just i will just flow with it <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly the way to do it so let's see here. So I think we've covered it all, Arzu. We we are fast talkers, maybe because we've talked so many times. But yeah. um, you've done this. You're following your passion and following it meant just pausing for a while and just playing and doing and yeah. trying lots of different things till you honed in on what was next. Now you feel like working again. And so you're hopping into that. And I hope you will write. I really do hope you will write an article for Huffington Post or something like that about how to take an introvert sabbatical. I really think that's meant to happen. Wow. So let that's me, let me, nice. let me manifest for you. That's your next thing. Oh. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm really that not, sounds like a great thing. <laughs> I'm really not kidding though, because I can see there's so many people I talk to, you know, even at my own, at my own company who are like, I'm at that point. I just want to take like some time, you know, to do this thing. And but everyone, it's a, it's a scary thing to do, but more and more people are doing it and they're surviving and better yet, they're flourishing. And that's what we want. Yeah. I like, I also have like around me, like a, there were some people who probably thought I, I totally lost it. Uh-huh. I was like, what are you going to do? Right. <laughs> but, but, but even there, there's like this, oh, she's doing fine. Oh, she's still doing fine. Oh, she looks happy. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe it's not such a bad thing to do. Oh, maybe it's normal. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> I think it's like changing <laughs> the view right. of the thing, of the whole thing. Yeah. What was the hard, what was the hardest thing? Like what? What, what gave you, you know, I know you were, there were times where you were really solid on this plan before you, you know, made the leap. And there were times when things would throw you off your equilibrium. What do you think was the biggest, like, equilibrium imbalance when you, when you were going through the process of making the change? Like, what threw you off? Um, it's, I, I love security. Mm-hmm. I love, um, so not to have financial security for a couple of months, that was something that, that was scary. Mm-hmm. And especially when you don't know, like, will I find a job right away after it or not? Or what mm-hmm. will happen to me? And, um, is this little voice really safe to listen to? So like such things, but it was never strong enough to, to silence the voice. Right, right. The other one just sounded much better. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it is a, it is kind of a reconditioning, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, like last fall, I took, I I felt like the universe was giving me some clues to go to this thing in California to a um, writer's, um, was a workshop, a writer's workshop, and I'm technically, I mean, I I write, but I'm not a writer. I, I guess I call myself a writer because. I, I want to, <laughs> not because I don't have anything <laughs> published are. other than the, the self-published blog that's out there. But I think that we become what we want when we say that we are them. So like I have been calling myself for a writer, a writer for a couple of years. 
Um, but there were writers there who have like books, you know what I mean? Like official writers. And I remember when I got there, when I took, I like, I took the leap, I booked the, I booked the place, I booked the conference, I got the flights, I got the place to stay. I planned to go for a week. I got all my life aligned to go. And then all of a sudden I had this almost like panic, like, what the hell am I doing? (laughs) What the hell am I doing? Why am I doing this? Like all of a sudden, like, I don't really have, it's, you know, busting out my financial um, stability because I didn't really have money planned for this, but I'm just doing it. I mean, I planned it and went in a week. Like that's how fast it happened. Well, and even as I was heading there, I I thought I was like, was this, was it it just a fluke? Was it a universal fluke that gave me all those signs (laughs) and it was just testing me? And now like, here I am, what was I thinking? And, you know, even in the end, even after it's all said and done and I went through that week and I came back, I can't really say either way. I can't, but I can tell you this, that like the experience of it was exhilarating. The, um, the workshop was spectacular. It it was just like more than I could have expected. And being back there and just having some space in my head was really, um, nourishing. So maybe, so I do that now. Like I, I get those, those voices that say, do this thing, let's go do this thing. That would be fun. And then I, I still hesitate because I'm like, wait, wait, is that the real thing? Or is that the, this sounds fun at the moment thing? And but but Jane, like once you decide, isn't it amazing? Right. Like how everything lines up. I know like everything lines up so perfectly. I know it's just like the flight arranges itself. Like the timing is perfect. And exactly. Like everything yeah. falls into place, and you're like, wow! Like, like here I, <laughs> I am. just I just needed to, I just needed to ring the door, and everything is already like the door opens. Everything is ready for me. And, and that's the thing. <laughs> Let like, the peace begin. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like in the end. Yep, I could have saved like $2,000 by not going. That would have been good. And and in the end, it didn't change my, like I didn't become an official writer. I didn't, but but it, what it did is it, it flexed that muscle of taking the leaps, you know? Yeah. And that, and that was really a good muscle for me to be flexing at that point. And so even with this, once I decided this, I'm going to do this podcast, once I really decided and decided and like got over a couple of technical hurdles, like everything blew open, like every, like everything is lining up in ways that I never, ever would have imagined could, I mean, it's so much better than I imagined, honestly, on every level. I'm so. like, I'm always saying like, like you, you can't even plan it. Like the, the way the universe lines up things, Right. it's like you could plan for years and it couldn't be this perfect. <laughs> it's like, I know it's just like this heavenly orchestration. It's so amazing. So what's and the, so, so funny. Also. I know. <laughs> And so really what the, like, if we had to boil it down to what is it that gets you to that point and really what it is, is it's, it's just two simple things. It's listening to the voice and trusting it. That's it. Yeah. No, that's it. Like, oh, I hear you saying that. Okay, we'll do that. And then everything else happens. It's, it, mm-hmm. that's it. So, um, let's do more of that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So um, I am looking forward to hearing more down the line about what comes with your new job and what happens with your blog. Um, when we when I do the show notes, I'll make sure we include if you're open for it, we'll include your blog. So if we have any Turkish listeners, they can um, come on over and listen and read your blog, too. Oh, nice. Fact. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I hope that, you know. Six months from now, a year from now, you and I both have an amazing story of the stuff that we're manifesting right now for then. 
I can't wait. Yay. Well, we will. We will have that. We it's will. Already, we will. It's already <laughs> happening. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming and talking to me. Oh, it's such a pleasure, Jane. Always so a pleasure fun. to talk to you. Yeah. Love your energy. I love your energy. Same here. I think we're mirrors. And I can't wait till we meet in Canada. Can you get that worked out? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's in pro- I'm sure it's in progress right now. I know. <laughs> I, that, I actually think that will happen. If that Because I was supposed to go there this summer and then it, things changed. But um, if you show up there this fall, I'll, I'll get a weekend trip up there and we'll find a way. Okay. Oh, that would be Awesome. That will be awesome. That, that will actually, be. we'll stay. We'll stay at Paul's place, right? <laughs> our friend, of our friend. We have a friend with a bed and breakfast up there, so we'll just say, "Hey, you're going to have to put us up, like it or not." <laughs> Kick the other guests out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I was talk with you soon. Thank you again. Thank you so much, Jane. Bye. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed hearing from our zoo. I tell you, she is one of those people in my life who is like such a light. And the thing I took away from her story, even though I know her and have known her for some time, the thing that really stuck with me after listening back was her idea of an introvert sabbatical. I think we can do that on so many different levels. We can do it for an hour. We can do it for five minutes when we meditate. We can do it for a day of saying, okay, everything, electronics, everything are off. I'm going to be home alone and go inside and think about what's important to me. I think it really can change our lives to do that on either a small or a grand scale. So thanks, Arzu, for sharing that idea with us, and I hope you enjoyed it too. Thanks for listening.